Hello and welcome to the Healthy People's Club podcast brought to you by myself Celeste and my best friend Sarah. We aim to bring you a multitude of authentic, honest and educational conversations which will equip you with the tools to navigate your own well-being. Welcome to the Healthy People's Club podcast. Um, I am here as usual, joined by my best friend and co-host Celeste. Celeste, how are you? I am very well, thank you. What an absolute pleasure to be here in a studio recording. Um, I know we're obviously usually at home in our pajamas at this time, but yeah, so nice, so nice to be here with you. It is. It's so nice to see your face. It really is. Um, we are on series two, episode nine of our podcast. Um, and as Celeste just said, we are live in the studio. And Celeste, what are we going to be discussing today, darling? So with International Women's Day coming up, which is happening on the 8th of March, which is when this podcast will actually be shared, um, we thought we would take this opportunity to sort of talk about it and celebrate it. Um, International Women's Day is the perfect opportunity for everybody to get together and to promote equality and equity. Um, and actually, equity is the International Women's Day focus for this year. Um, I don't know if you just want me to briefly mention what yeah. equity and equality are. I know that we hear the word um, equality all the time, but we might not necessarily hear the word equity quite as much. Definitely. So what's the difference, Celeste? Equality and equity, how would you describe it? Um, I guess the way I would describe it is equality is where a group or an individual are given the same resources and opportunities. Um, whereas equity is the idea of like recognizing that we are all starting at different points. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's sort of recognizing the, the difference between those two things. And the focus this year of International Women's Day is equity. Equity. So we are going to be discussing uh, equality and equity um, in many, many different areas of life. That be the workplace, the gym, it means at home, in sport, in our health. And we're going to try and cover off some of those today, aren't we, darling? Yes. Right. And I thought we could kick off because you um, have recently opened your fitness studio um, at Crossroads Fitness. Am I right? You are correct. Right. Thank you. I'm so happy you better right. know that. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, like, I, what is what is your intention behind the studio? Is there any links there between International Women's Day, maybe? Yep. So, first of all, it's been a crazy few months of being a business owner. Now, I didn't realize how being a boss lady business owner, um, kind of, you know, how different it would be to working for someone or working just out of other people's studios. It's been such an amazing roller coaster. Mm -hmm. So I opened up start of June. So just came back kind of after Christmas and New Year being away and opened up and it's been amazing. So I had all my uh, my clients, original clients come in. They all loved the space. They felt it was a very comfortable, safe space, which were the two buzzwords which really got me excited about this is why I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and also I've grown as well in the last two months, which is amazing. So we've got classes running now um, at the moment, all female classes. So and then we've got I've got some new extra PT clients I've, um, I've onboarded as well. So I feel like the kind of talking about International Women's Day I mean talking about the studio like you said is so linked it's a comfortable safe space where women can rock up and not have to worry about anyone staring at them anyone commenting at them um any you know at, at any unwanted attention uh, they can come in they can rock up however they want to look or however they are that day whichever emotions are out whatever feelings are coming up that day and they can just have a really good hour of working out of chatting whatever they need for that day. Sometimes it's a little bit more chatty, 
Sometimes it's a little bit more talking about emotions and feelings. Sometimes it's a little bit more serious working out, but it's just having that space where they're comfortable to do that and where they're comfortable to do that with me as well. Mm. So yeah, that's um, that's been the kind of biz- biggest exciting part of it. I'm so proud of you. Thank um, you. And as a friend, like you are my biggest role model. Um, but I also just recognize how much value those ladies or anyone really who walks into your gym are getting from, you know, finding a safe and a comfortable space. And I'm sure so many of our listeners will resonate with that idea of maybe where they have like walked into a gym and, and not fa- felt mm-hmm. fa- uh, safe space, <laughs> felt yeah. safe or particularly comfortable. Um, and I really hope that there's like positive change out there across many, many gyms. Mm-hmm. Um how important do we think it is for a gym to be a safe space and how do gyms cultivate that? I think it's very much cultivated from the owners, the managers, and then it feeds down to coaches, people on the gym floor. And also it can almost be as well have a gym set out. So if you've got quite a big space, say for an example, you've got a pure gym or something like that. um, A lot of the time, the weights areas are quite hidden away in the corner. You know, and then you've got the cardio machines out there for everyone to see. It's like easy movement. I come through the door, there's a treadmill. I'll just get on that. That's for me. Whereas, you know, the weight series and stuff are kind of sometimes a little bit more hidden. And when people, especially women, approach that area, it can seem really daunting. And the other big bugbear for me, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm not going to name any gym names. Is when the bars, um, when the gyms only have 20 kilogram barbells. Mm. There are plenty of gyms like that. We, as females, we can lift 20 kg. That's not the issue. The issue is that the barbells are too big to fit our our hands around. We have smaller hands. So we are not able to Olympic lift very easily with them. And that's just another small barrier or big barrier that I feel like has been put out there in the weights area. This is reported back as well from those of my clients that have come in and gone, she's got 15 bars. Like, of course I've got 15 bars. Yeah. But they said, no, no, we've been to these other gyms and they've named them. And, you know, we, we just don't feel included because we can't even mm-hmm. lift. I can't do a clean. First of all, I just sure. love the fact. So that's that equity. My, 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 yeah, that's equity. But because I, yeah. you're not saying that people can't lift 20 kg. It's like, we're equal. We, we can all lift that weight. But equity is that, unfortunately we are maybe have you know yeah. petite frames smaller frames whatever it is and not even necessarily that but uh, biomechanically or physiologically having starting point where you can actually hold the bar yeah. well exactly think how long i've been weightlifting for and the mm. other day i had to use a 20 kg bar in the gym it was the most uncomfortable thing in the world even just front squatting it i didn't even try to snatch it mm-hmm. you know because of my hands and because of my collarbones and because of my shoulder depth and all that stuff. So yeah, it's, um, I think there are, as you, you know, the first question you asked me is kind of what barriers and stuff are there or, or what do we look for in the gym? And I think it can be everything from um, the people in the gym um, to the equipment. So we're going to have a think about who's working in the gym as well. And, and, you know, how are they role models? What are they putting across? You know, I, for example, if I walk into a gym and there's just lots of people that work there who are taking selfies in the mirror, perhaps, or, you know, posing and things and, I, even myself, who've been to many gyms, you know, might feel a little bit like, oh, goodness, is is this the place for me? Mm. You know, do I feel included? Should I be doing this? You know, so lots of people, especially if you haven't been to a gym before, Mm. it can be quite confusing of, you know, what is my fitness journey? Am I supposed to look like that? Am I supposed to do that? You know, so I I feel like kind of the, the grassroots of the gym, everything from the people working there, the equipment and stuff. They, they need to kind of sit down and think about how how this feels as yeah. brand new walking into that space. How does it all make them feel? Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, and we probably can't have this conversation without talking about a sport that we've both taken part in, mm -hmm. um, which is of course CrossFit. And you shared a video with me the other day, which was so cool. Yeah. Um, and also on the International Women's Day website, there is a statement there and we have it written down somewhere, but we, we won't get out of the notes. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's really just to appreciate what a woman's body can do mm -hmm. rather than how it looks. Um, and I just wanted to take this opportunity to sort of mention that and maybe for us to talk about how important that is um, in increasing the amount of women who take part in sport and who are taking part in it for the right reasons as well. Yeah, yeah I think it's a huge thing. I mean, we both saw it, as you said, on the on the website for International Women's Day. But also if you on Instagram, I don't know if you saw my story this morning. There's uh, Daniel Spiegel's just yeah. put the big thing out on it. And it is it's what our bodies are capable of. No longer is this what I look like. No longer is this how, you know, how I look, how other people think I look. It's what am I capable of? What can this body do? Like, look at this. This is amazing. I can, you know, I can run a mile. Or I can run a marathon or I can, um, you know, I can do a box jump or I can lift a weight. And all this is incredible stuff. So I'm loving the fact that one of the missions this year for International Women's Day is has focused straight in on CrossFit because that's the ethos of it, isn't it? It's what my body can do, not what I look like. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm so excited. Yeah, that's me too. And, I, and most of you who are listening will probably be aware of what CrossFit is, but if you want, it's probably a really good time at the moment to maybe like just research it because currently the CrossFit Open's coming on. And even though like for me, I, I'm not actually taking part in the Open this year, but yeah. it's been, it's always so inspiring just to watch these athletes, um, all of them. But, you know, I'm watching these women. I'm just like, I'm not looking them. At one point I would have been looking, thinking like, oh, because their bodies look away, but I'm looking at them going, wow, like they're so strong, yep. they're so fast, they've got so much endurance, they've got so much speed, so much power, so much agility. Um, and it's it's so nice and refreshing that all the conversations mm -hmm. that I hear around CrossFit at the minute are all to do with performance and yep. not to do with like how one's body should actually look or the space that it should fit into. Oh my God, exactly. You put, that was just so perfectly said. That really, really was. It's so, so, so impressive that, the the women you know are out there and they are doing all of these things and they're doing them for themselves mm -hmm. they're doing them to prove that you know we've got power we like you said speed agility we can do all of these things that this is probably going to come back again to equality and equity we can do all of these things that men can do equally you know even though probably we've got you know i've, I've chatted to a client about this the other day we will always have to work usually a little bit harder. We don't have all the testosterone naturally that men have. So actually, if you think about some of the things that, you know, these women are achieving, it's like that in tenfold. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And probably another thing that we could celebrate, or at least, I, I mean, I'd like to think that we are moving in a positive direction. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you said, and I think that there are plenty of examples of this. So mm -hmm. the CrossFit, which we've just spoken about, um, maybe there just being more safe spaces for women to work out, like in in your gym, of mm -hmm. course. Um, but I must admit, you know, I'm an avid footballer. In case in case I didn't mention on the podcast uh, already, I'm not an avid footballer. I like watching football, and I used to play. She quite a lot. used to play. We'll give her that. Um, she used to be. I think she was all right, actually. I've heard she was all right. She was all right player. 
was solid average. Did you get the ball in the goal a few times? I mean, it was a striker. For a Were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I should know this. Yeah. Like midfield or a striker. I knew she'd be, the, yeah, the girl, you weren't going to be the one in goal. No, oh no, that. oh, no. The only things I don't like getting muddy, do I? I hate, hate dirt. It was always a bit of a problem. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. No, no, got me in goal. I might have to fall on the floor. <laughs> getting back to the point. Go on. Um... Oh, you've sent me off track. Oh, no. What I was going to say is just I feel like there is so much more representation for young people now. Um, So when I'm seeing I'm seeing women's football on the TV at the weekend and it's scheduled and it's on Sky Sports and we can watch and we can tune in and the um, Lionesses winning the Euros 2022, like, oh, my gosh, like such an incredible moment. And even like in in school for me, it was just so nice to hear everybody regardless of their gender mm-hmm. celebrating supporting and cheering um and then you know the celebration as well of like you know taking the top off and just being like wow like i just scored like an incredible goal in the final of the 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 euros i love that um i think like oh getting butterflies i know just i know i know about it but just just really special moments in terms of of women and women in sports and ultimately it's all about role models yeah um and i think back all the time about representation w- when i was growing up and like it was very different then but um and it was hard and, and there wasn't always actually that many role models in fact mm-hmm. playing in school it was play on the boys team if you want like I could never I I used to beg my friends to come and play for the girls team just so the PE teacher would make a fixture and it was purely so I could play it wasn't really that yeah we were ever going to win or they were very good but but other than getting just friends who weren't interested or playing on the boys team there was never really an option Mm -hmm. to participate um and so now yeah I just love it that that young girls as well or can be really inspired and young boys can yeah. be inspired by um what, what they're seeing in in the media and because as you said and we know, all know you're a teacher that's so important i mean you have young women in your school you have girls in your school how important is something like international women's day to them do you think do you know what i think it's a hard one because I think International Women's Day just gives us a platform to talk about it. But I also am quite conscious that it shouldn't just be a platform for one day. Mm-hmm. And I think that the International Women's Day is a platform to talk and to see, but ultimately we need role models every day. Mm-hmm. And so I I really feel grateful that I personally have the opportunity every day to walk into that classroom. And without me preaching about what I believe in, in regards to health, mm-hmm. um, I would say that the young people I work with just know that that I'm I'm practicing what I preach. Mm-hmm. I'm not just like telling them to do certain things and then not doing it myself. Like I think it's quite evident in in the way I behave, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily like what I talk about. And I think that's important for that's not just important for the kids, actually. That's important for the staff as well. They need to be able to see that as as a woman. I can get up in the morning and go for a swim or I can make decisions to prioritize my own wealth, just wealth, wealth and health. Wealth and health. We're talking Um, about careers as well. So just because like in society, previously the system hasn't been set up in a way whereby women would have that as a priority Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that that's how it should always be or how it has to be. That's just one version that was there Mm -hmm. and I think as long as we open our mind to change and endless opportunities and possibilities then um yeah I think that the the future can be bright but yeah I just come back to that point about 
role modeling it's not just role modeling for the young people like there's also a, a huge gap and a generation of, of adults as well that that huge. also need their their mind changing in regards to prioritizing their own health I think I just repeated myself 10 times, but that's because I really no. care about it. She cares about it. Um, this is such, a, yeah, such an important point. I've got many PT clients. I've had many PT clients in the past, female PT clients, who at the point they've come to me has been the point where it's hands in the air and it's, I don't know who I am anymore. And mm. it's because they've spent their whole lives prioritizing everybody and everything else. That could be anything from careers to children to husbands to whatever. But a lot of the time it is, I just don't know who I am anymore. And then that knock-on effect has been, because I don't know who I am, I've got no confidence. And I've got no self-esteem. Mm. Because I've got no self-esteem, I couldn't even think about walking in a gym door, yeah. just, you know, any gym door. And I couldn't even imagine lifting a weight. That's not me. I can't do that. That's this other woman. So the most beautiful thing is and has been when we're a few weeks in and it's, oh my goodness, I've picked up that dumbbell, that one I looked at on the floor and went, that's not for me, I won't be able to do that. Or even just the fact they walked in the door for the first time and sat down, we had a coffee and a chat and they came back the next week. And, mm -hmm. you know, week after and week after and she got stronger and stronger, both mentally and physically. And, you know, we're able to chat about stuff and it's not any more of, you know, I go on Instagram and I see someone lifting away and I think, oh, that's not me. Now, they message me yeah. and the best messages are I went on Instagram and I saw this person lifting away and I thought I did that the other week that was really yeah. fun I enjoyed that so you're giving them the chance to recognize themselves in what they can see yes exactly and I think as well we're you know touching on Instagram is probably a, a good thing for us to quickly have a look at we're talking about role modeling as well um I think it's really important for any of us especially if we're working in the realm of fitness health teaching where we've got any kind of influence over young people or adults or anyone is looking up to us in any way, what we put out into the world, whether that be through our mouths or whether that be through our actions or social media is so, so, so important. And I think we're at um, a stage now where there's so much on TikTok, there's so much on Instagram. So, I'm talking about TikTok like I know it. My stepson showed me. Um, and all that stuff that it's actually absolutely saturated. So it's so even more important to be like, what am I putting out and actually think about it? And how is that having an effect on people? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really important. I think that there's two parts of that. One is, you know, take responsibility of what you are posting. And two, as a consumer, take a responsibility of what you're consuming sorry no 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 I love <laughs> but I it think I love that, that like you know we all have to be responsible for this um and especially like you say as as people who are role modeling um to young people mm -hmm. um but then can we also as adults like show them where we can find really cool and inspiring things because I'm, I say unfortunately but Social media has got loads of pros um, and it's about actually tuning in to the, to the benefits of it rather than mm -hmm. focusing on the, the elements that could be detrimental for our overall, overall health, which I also believe are there and, and, mm -hmm. and are a problem. Um, but yeah, we've got to be a bit more optimistic about it. I think so. I think there is a lot of good stuff out there. And, um, you know, I know that I learn a lot from social media and I know a lot of people that are on there kind of learning to weightlift on you know yeah. using videos and things like you know things like that we're thinking about the positive and I know that um my stepson's been more interested in football and following football because of stuff he's seen on TikTok and then that's got him into kind of following now we're following yeah. a team together now we're going to watch the sport live together yeah 
So that's had a really nice effect. Can I also touch on that? Sorry, yeah, I'm jumping in. Go. Sorry, that's really rude. No, you're fine. But it's you. Can you say yeah. where what game you took? Um, your steps on two yeah. because I think that's important when yeah. we're talking about International Women's Day mm. and how that was actually quite normalised whereas before it wouldn't have been but over what a great one to, and I yeah, sorry. forgot that so I do I, okay that interruption's allowed I love it <laughs> so um, myself and my sister so I've got to give credits to Claire as well um, it may have even been Claire's idea um, we decided to take Bo my stepson and my two nephews Claire's sons um, to the Tottenham Tottenham I'm going to say that twice because you didn't tell which two I support. <laughs> Tottenham v Chelsea game at the at the at the Chelsea ground, and it was um, the women's team, mm. and that's the first game my nephews have ever been to, and it's the second ever game my stepson's ever been to. Yeah, how cool! And they that? loved it, and they were buzzing. I mean, they were cheering, and they uh, there was no difference between it being men play between men playing and women playing for them. It was just a bloody good game. And afterwards, they were we were listening into their little conversation on the train. Oh, then she did this. And then she was really skillful at this. And then, oh, she was amazing. And actually, sometimes women have more skills because they think about it more. How cool was that to listen into? Yeah. And just, we were so buzzing that we took them. But yeah. And I think that's, that's a, it's really important that's happening. It's kind of sad that we're having to be like celebrate it. But we are. Mm-hmm. And... In a way, it shows the the growth of um, celebrations of women in sport and actually how for young yeah. people, it's quite normal. So even though it wasn't for us, I know. so just not to talk about myself again, but when when I was playing football at Man City, she's, we didn't have... She's just thrown Man City Yeah, because I'm tired of you talking about these <laughs> London teams. Get out of here. Get out of here. Don't even know who Tottenham are. Tottenham. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> we, we didn't have a female kit. We just had like the men's kit. We didn't get paid. We got given like free tickets to the men's game. Like it it, it wasn't seen as like a serious thing. Mm-hmm. You know, people often ask, oh, how many fans did you have? I'm like, I don't know, about four. Or my dad, you know, like there was there was a small amount of people who would come and watch us play um, because it wasn't spoken about like, and it's quite funny now because any of the young people who might know that about me, which mm-hmm. is not many of them, but those that do will be like, oh, miss, like, that's amazing. Like, so you're a professional. Oh, you were getting paid. Like, why did you quit? Why did you become a teacher? You know, because they're unable to understand that that actually existed. Yes. And that's not that long ago. That's no. really not well. Celeste is young. I'm, 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 I don't want to say how many years ago, but it was like 10, it's like 10 years. Yeah. So it's actually not that long ago, really. It's not long ago at all. I mean, when I'm thinking back to football, this where my dad was a PE teacher and he was a football coach. And so we'd sometimes be hanging around to be, you know, taken home or whatever, and we'd be there. There were no women there. There were no women there. There were no women playing. There were no girls playing. If it was a, a kiddos team, it was, there was no women, no girls. Yeah. Zero. I mean, that would be it. It would be us hanging around on the sidelines, waiting for him to finish up. So, you know, we'd scoot home and stuff, but that would be it. Yeah. I never saw another woman, girl, playing or even really watching that much, to be the honest. roles were different in society then. Oh. Time for change. Time, Time for change. change. This was the 80s. Um, you show me age now. Oh. <laughs> We've both, <laughs> we both released some age oh, information. I think everyone knows anyway. <laughs> of course I do. I do. I always tell people. Um, but yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. So I think as well, the only other thing I wanted to have a quick chat about was... Women in the workplace. I mean, I know my workplace is a little bit different because I'm self-employed. I work in a gym, and we've we've chatted about that. Come at me. With I'm gonna so I'm gonna come at you with the question. So, within <laughs> your kind of working life, um, 
past your famous footballer career. <laughs> talks about that. We're not doing that again. So after you were a famous footballer, um, when you started in, in the working world, so in schools, um, and you can talk about any any of the schools you worked in, mm-hmm. um, how have you found it as a woman? Have you come up against any barriers? Have you come up against anything that made you feel differentiated or made you feel unequal mm. in your role or in the school or in the industry? Mm. Oh, really good question. Um, so beyond my fame, <laughs> um, I must admit I have been really lucky and I've worked in brilliant schools. Um, I would like to just point out that like the, the there are certainly significantly more female teachers than, than there are males. Um, so to an extent there's maybe like somewhat more understanding amongst the actual teachers and men if you're out there please join in the join the profession because we really need male role models in the classroom as well just to put that in there um but i i think that what you find is in the leadership positions there's probably more men Mm -hmm. um and i and i don't have any data on that to, to 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 find out exactly, but I'm sure there is somewhere and maybe I can have a look and, and check another time. But I think certainly it seems that um, men generally get the, you know, the director or the head teacher positions. Mm-hmm. And I often wonder if that's to do with like the commitments to home life that women are often deemed to have. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if you're going for a promotion, well, what stage in your life are you? Mm-hmm. Do you have children? Is that going to impact like the amount of hours that you can actually truly dedicate to the school? And has that mm-hmm. been perceived as like, well, it's better to have a man there because they'll have a woman at home to look after the children. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I wonder, I, I wonder, and, and I'm not saying these as facts, this is just purely anecdotal. Um, so yeah, that that's one thing. And the other thing that I would that I would really men- like to mention, and maybe we could delve into this another time, but given that there are so many women in the profession, what are we doing about things like menopause? Like we, we literally like don't even talk about it. I know that a few companies, um, probably more in the corporate world, there's for whatever reason, but have started to introduce like menopause policies. So mm. I know that there are so many women who I've worked with that have been going through the menopause and having to turn up every day and, you know, put on that version of the best selves and bring, you know, and educate the the next generation. Mm -hmm. Yet there's, there's nothing there to really support women when they're going through the Mm -hmm. menopause. Um, so again, that's just, again, something that because I'm passionate about health, I have noticed. And, and I know even for the school I'm in now, like I created a website where people can sort of like read about these mm-hmm. sort of things and support themselves. But I don't think there's anything really in place structurally no. that exists to support women. And I would really, really, really like for that to be um, something that is that is changed in mm-hmm. the near future. I think it's, it's so right. And I do know just from some of my clients working in the corporate world that there have started some places have started bringing in policies. They've started bringing in workshops mm-hmm getting external people in to talk about it and help and stuff. But that's few and far between. We're talking big, big, big companies with a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Um, I think it's going to be a struggle considering that half the places, workplace you go to, you can't even find a tampon in the the bathrooms. (laughs) So we're probably going to be waiting a while for anything that's going to help with the menopause because we can't even help people with their periods yet Mm. in most places. Mm. But um, I, I do think there is 
uh, thank you, thanks to people like Davina McCall. I think that there is a lot of small changes happening. It's in the media. As soon as something hits the media, we hopefully know it's going to maybe get a little bit more commonplace and talked about. Yeah. So I'm a big talker on, and Celeste knows this, um, but I will talk to the, you know, up to the hills and back about periods and menopause, and I'll shout it from the hill. Um, but it's, yes, but so, so, so common. I've spoken to so many people about this, and it's so, so, so common that nobody is wanting in the workplace to understand or mm-hmm. talk about menopause when it's a huge, huge, huge thing. It's every, if you think about the population of women in this country, how many women that is, and they're all going to go through the menopause. Yeah. So how, why the hell are we not doing something about this? It's crazy. Mm. I think that one of the issues is that women have n- never spoken about it that much amongst mm. themselves either. And so I don't really remember having a conversation with you know my grandparents, my mum about the menopause. And when I speak to my mum about it now, or also when I speak to staff about it mm-hmm. at work, they don't understand it that well either. Mm -hmm. And so I think that like education, so with part of what I I teach, relationship sex education in schools. um, And as part of my unit, like I actually teach kids about the menopause because ultimately it doesn't matter what gender you are, you are going to be around somebody who is a woman mm-hmm. who is going to go through that at some point. Yeah, like exactly. not only do you need to know about the menstrual cycle, but also the yeah. menopause. Even um, if it's helping your mum. Yeah. Your mum exactly. isn't feeling well. Your mum isn't right. You're like, what's wrong with mum? Hang on a minute. What was Sol- <laughs> sorry? <laughs> what was his telling me the other day about the menopause? Hey, mum could be yeah. going through the menopause. Maybe I'll ask her mm-hmm. about it or maybe what a wonderful conversation stuff. Well, they could even mind. educate their parents about it because yeah. they might not know. They might, they might not instigate know. a conversation. Mum might be like, Do yeah. you know what? I didn't even think about that. It could be that. Yeah. Great. I'll go to my doctor. I'll find out more. Totally. Um, and and this is why you're you're just so important in all of this because it's now gonna start it's a new generation. It's mm-hmm. gonna beat the change, hopefully. Yeah. It's really hard to change people's minds when they're older. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we yeah, can yeah. start now when they're younger. Mm-hmm. So Oh, yeah. Celeste, thank you so much. That was such thank a wonderful... You. It was just a wonderful answer and it just wonderfully flowed onto the menopause. You know I love those chats. I know, so. I know. I couldn't <laughs> help it. It was like on the tip of my tongue for You're so like, long. You're like, come on, she'll love this. Um, there's so much we could talk about, so about much. International Women's Day yeah. and about women and equality mm-hmm. and equity. Yes. Um, and I just hope that at least this conversation just um, helps people just have more awareness of, of what we can do. And mm-hmm. I'm also just such an advocate of like, equality and equity for everybody um yeah but eighth of women is for march and let's just have our moment yeah we'll have a moment in the sun um celeste thank you we've we've kept it to 30 minutes unheard of i know it's been absolutely wonderful to sit here in person with you and just see your lovely face and smile whilst we're chatting i know i think we might do this again right i would love to come to the studio again i must admit sorry i'm going over time but i was a bit nervous because we normally have like the podcast over like a zoom or a google me yeah. and then like you can have your notes and you can be cross-referencing and like we'd kind of mess around with having notes and i'm just so glad that we just authentically yeah. let that one go yeah no notes yeah just just chatted anyway guys um thank you so much as always thank you so much for joining in we appreciate you so much listening we appreciate you liking and sharing and we love, love, love getting responses, by the way. So if you can drop us messages and say you loved it, you liked it, you hated it, yeah. any other subjects you want to hear us chat about, we'd love to hear from you. Of course. Yeah. And I'm just going to say this again. We we do this because we love it. 
and we like chatting and we like to talk to people about health and to yeah. promote things. We don't get paid. We don't get paid. <laughs> so obviously if there is a sponsor out there, then we would love to have um, a sponsor of the show. Yes. So please contact us. Um, that would be really cool. And yeah, yeah, we will speak to you soon. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cool. It's been a pleasure. Bye. Bye-bye.